Hey, you little D's. I'm back. Um, Welcome back to Barely Bearable. I just, I fucking love this show. I'm having so much fun. You would, you would think I get paid for this. That's how much fun I'm having. Does that make sense? No? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Um, Last week was fun. Cancel culture is not good. Um... I get so excited recording these. It's so stupid. You would think, you know, it's a live audience and I'm getting paid money. I'm not. None of the, none of the above. But um, I get excited. It's so weird. One, once I see, like, you know, when I start the clock and it's at zero, right now we're not even at a minute. And, girl, we got 29 minutes to go. So, um, how was your week? I missed you guys. I hope you missed me. I hope you got your, your weekly dose of D Wednesday. Um, what can I talk about? Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? So I was talking to this guy on Hinge. He was so cute. Again, he was 6'3". 6'3", hot guy from the Midwest. He grew up, I think, in Arkansas. He lives in New York City now. He is a Broadway actor. Oh, yeah, I'm going for it. I'm not going to say his name or anything. But, um, I don't, I don't think he's famous. I don't watch Broadway. But anyway, um... We're talking, and he's like, well, what are you looking for on here? And I said, honestly, I'm looking for dates and, you know, seeing where it goes and whatnot. And he goes, cool, man. Yes, I'm looking for a relationship, he says. Uh, You know, I'm not interested in hookups. Like, that's definitely not my thing. I was like, okay, cool. You know, he's very forward. I like that. Nice. Sam. Great. Seems like we're on the same page, you know? So, um, he asked for my Instagram handle. So he's like, oh, what's your Instagram handle? This is like literally 30 minutes into our conversation. Give him my Instagram handle. He likes a couple of my photos. I like a couple of his photos. Gay world, you know? Am I right? Am I right, gays? So then, um, I get a message from him, like a DM on Instagram. This motherfucker, he sends me a dick pic and he writes, I'm super horny right now. Bro, it's not even 11 a.m. and you're sending me a dick pic. I'm, I haven't even shit yet. I want to digest my coffee, have breakfast, you know, and maybe send it at noon. I could, I could take a dick pic at noon. So if you're listening out there, don't send me a dick pic before noon. Okay. That's just like, that's just standard. I think, you know, what do you guys think? I prefer a dick pic afternoon. Call me old school, you know, call me old school. And it's just like, it caught me off guard because number one, this isn't Grinder or Scruff. Like this is Hinge. And then you go to my personal Instagram account and you send me a dick pic via Instagram. So it's like, you're not into hookups, but you send me a dick pic literally immediately. Hard pass, hard pass. I don't know. I just, it, it caught me off guard. Um, I, it just caught me off guard. That dick caught me off guard. Let me tell you. Yeah, so I, I just wasn't feeling him. You know, I wasn't feeling him or his penis, literally. So um, I I just stopped talking to him. I didn't, I didn't answer him. <laughs> I didn't answer him. Like, don't fucking message me on Instagram a dick bag. I don't know. I wasn't, in- wasn't interested. Pass. Like, I'm literally never going to get sponsors for talking about this shit. But you know what? It needs to be talked about. So... I'm here to talk about it, and I enjoy it, and I'm guessing you guys do too.
or you guys are just making fun of me and, you know, kind of want to feel better about yourself. So you won't listen to my podcast. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. <sighs> Sorry, that was a freak out. I had too much coffee today. What else is new? Uh, anyway, so like I said in the last episode, um, this this month is all about that spooky shit. And I'm here to give you that spooky shit. Halloween is my favorite True crime is my favorite. I just love the month of October because all the weirdos come out, including myself, and, you know, be weird and shit. And you can make kids cry. It's the one It's the one day here where you can make a kid cry and not be labeled a psychopath. Um, That's from Scream Queens. You're right. I, I took that from Scream Queens. It's my favorite show. So I highly suggest you guys look at that show. Anyway, back to the show. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about haunted movie sets, okay? So there's a lot of spooky shit I'm about to talk about. So sit back, and get your tea, and here we go. So um, we're going to talk about The Poltergeist. It's a 1982 movie about a house that's haunted. And uh, Poltergeist in German just means noisy ghost, that causes disruptions and whatnot. So keep that in mind. So a theory why the set was haunted and cursed was because instead of using rubber skeletons uh, for the movie props, they used real ones because the studio said plastic ones cost too much. So these skeletons were donated. So, so the skeletons were from India and they were donated to a medical college for research well, the prop department bought them for really cheap, and um, they didn't tell the cast or most of the crew that they were real, which is fucked up. Um, so it's been told, it's been said since ancient times that you're not supposed to disturb the dead. You're not supposed to actually wait really quick. Uh, the poltergeist, the, the house was haunted because the the house was built on native american burial ground and they just took all the bodies out and just leveled it and built a house that's why the house is haunted in the uh the movie but um so yeah when you when you're fucking with real human remains i think you're going to anger the spirits you know what i'm saying so um in the movie joe beth williams she's actually she's the, the she plays the mom in the poltergeist there's a pool scene where she falls into a pool and she gets attacked by skeletons well those weren't fake skeletons those were real skeletons and she didn't find out till after they filmed it so it was really creepy and they were really they were they were really really weirded out by that so after um after that they used the skeletons in that scene weird things started to happen so uh, Joe Beth, the mom in the movie, said that she would, she would come home and all her pictures would be crooked. And this happened multiple times. And Dominique Dunn, she plays the daughter in the movie, the older daughter. She found books on her floor constantly that fell. Like books would fall and she had no idea why they were falling. So that's another speculation that they think it's haunted. Um, let's see. So, oh, this is fucked up. So one of the scariest things that happened was uh, to the child actor, Oliver Williams. They were filming a scene in which a clown doll comes out from under the bed and wraps his arm around the child's neck and uh, drags him under the bed. 
well, the mechanical clown malfunctioned, causing it to tighten its grip around the actor's neck and choking him. And Spielberg, uh, the actor, I'm sorry, the producer and the director originally thought that he, oh, so Robbie was screaming, help, help. And they were like, oh, he's improvising. This is great. Well, this kid was actually being strangled to death by this clown. So Steven Spielberg realized that because he saw it on the monitor. He saw the child's um, face turning different colors. So he ran out and took him out of the scene. So um, everyone says that, you know, Steven Spielberg saved the kid's life because who knows, you know, what would have happened because they thought he was acting. So this is spooky. Five months after the release of The Poltergeist, the actress Dominique Dunn was murdered. Um, She was 22 and she was killed at her house. So she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend, John McSweeney. I'm sorry, John Sweeney, who was stalking her. She originally tried to reason with him and he ended up strangling her. Um, He's been abusive to her in the past and even choked her out one time and the neighbor intervened and saved her. So on this particular day, it was October 30th, 1982, Dunn was at her home rehearsing with actor David Packer. So, you know, she was there with with her co- her co-star preparing for a new show. And um, John John knocked on the door and he was like I need to speak with you through the through the locked door. And she agreed to speak with him and they went on the back porch while Packer was inside. The actor Packer um, was inside and he heard um, smacking sounds and two scream sounds. So this is all alleged. I don't want to get sued, but you can look this up because I found it. Um, So he heard a scream and a thud and two slaps. Um, Packer did not go out to investigate. He called the police. My thing is this. If my fucking friend is with her abusive boyfriend... I'm going to watch them like hawks. Like, no, you guys don't get alone. You guys don't get alone time. I'm here. And you got to do with me to get to her motherfucker. Try it. So Packer calls the police and the police say, Hey, that's not in our jurisdiction. You have to call the West Hollywood police department. I think he called the Beverly Hills police department, which I'm confused about. Cause if you just call nine one one back then, I guess she was on the cusp. I hate that word cusp. She was on the, the edge of Beverly Hills in West Hollywood, and it routed him to the wrong police station. So anyway, this guy calls his friend to say, hey, if if I get murdered, it's, it's Dominique's ex-boyfriend. He's here and explain the situation. So David Packer goes outside. He sees Dominique laying on the floor. John's standing over her, and he screams, you know, she's not breathing, she's dead, call the police. So then the police get there, and John surrenders. Unfortunately, Dominique was placed on life support, and she died five days later. Her her family took her off life support, which is really sad. Um, John Sweeney was acquitted on second-degree murder, but was charged with voluntary manslaughter he this motherfucker are you ready for this he was sentenced for six years in prison but only served three years because he had good behavior and now he's out and lives a normal life probably as a family probably as a wife 
this motherfucker did this. And um, I forgot to mention this part. I didn't write it in, but um, one of his one of his ex girlfriends testified against him, saying that he was an abusive piece of shit. Actually, one of so another one was there too. And when she took the stand, this motherfucker tried to run out of court. So if that's not guilty, I don't know what is. That's the judicial system for you. Okay, so this is really creepy. I just um, recorded a whole segment of like four minutes and I went back to listen to it and it was just a bunch of weird noises and it wasn't me. It wasn't in my room. I have no idea. So hopefully it doesn't pick up again. I don't know what the fuck that was. That was actually really creepy. So um, we're going to talk about the sequel to The Poltergeist and hopefully I don't die. Um, So in 1983, they started filming the sequel and on the first day of filming, oh wait, let me preface this by saying they used the same skeletons again. So what the fuck do you think is going to happen? It gets weirder. Wait for it. So on the first day of filming, they, you know, they shot all these scenes in one day and they came back to look at the footage, black, nothing. And the cinematographer had been working for years in the business, so he knew exactly what he was doing, but they have no idea how that happened. And one of the actors on set, um, his name is Will Sampson. He was a Native American actor who was cast um, for the role of Taylor, the Native American spirit man in the film. And um, he had said he had a really weird feeling on set and everyone was just very uncomfortable and just had a weird feeling about everything. So... Um, Let's see, he was a shaman for a Native American tribe, and um, he actually asked the director if he could perform an exorcism with everyone outside the room. So he came in at night and performed an exorcism. The cast and crew said things felt a little bit normal after he did that. Well, Will died a year after the exorcism, almost to the day he died of emphysema which is really creepy because no one at the time knew he was sick. Another actor passed away. His name was Julian Beck, who played the preacher. He died from stomach cancer at age 60, right after the movie came out. Whew. So then let's move on to Poltergeist 3. So hopefully they got the picture and they stopped using skeletons. What do you think? Who knows? Um, so there was a fire on the set and it caused over two million or three million dollars in damages but luckily no one was hurt and another creepy thing that happened was there was a scene where they used a five thousand gallon tank with eight inch thick glass that's like super thick you know for glass um and the glass ended up cracking and the special effects guy caught it and he asked everyone to leave the set immediately because hypothetically, if that were to crack and the water fell through, everyone would have gotten electrocuted. During the middle of filming, an engineer fell asleep in his chair and he was out for a couple of minutes. And um, one of the crew members tried to wake him up and realized he was dead. He died on set in his chair during filming. I mean... This is haunted. I don't care what you guys say. Oh, and you know that little girl from the poltergeist? The little cute blonde girl? Well, she died too. 
Um, she died at 12 years old in 1987. Um, she was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, later that year, she became very ill, and um, she her cheeks became very puffy, and her neck became very puffy. She became very ill, and she couldn't stop vomiting. She told her mom, I'm so sorry for this. And the mom's like, what's wrong, honey? And she just didn't feel well, and she kept throwing up. And um, she went to the hospital, and the mom got the call. Well, the mom was at the hospital, and they said, your daughter died. She died on the operating table from a bowel, acute bowel obstruction. Like, what are the odds of that? That's so sad. She was 12 years old. She actually died right before the release of the third film. Um, lastly, in 2009, it gets, it's crazy. Lastly, in 2009, actor Lou Perryman, who played a small role in the first uh, movie of the Poltergeist, he was murdered by an axe murderer. You heard me. He was murdered with an axe. So supposedly someone was trying to steal his car and ended up killing him with an axe. So there you have it. The poltergeist set and the curse. It's haunted. You know what? I would not fuck with real bodies. Like, that's that's insane. I blame the production company for that. Like, why would you use real bodies? That is so unsanitary and just morally wrong. Oy. Oh, lastly, lastly, about the um, the Poltergeist, there was a remake in 2015, and they reported so many different electrical problems, and the drone did not work many times. It just didn't pick up the GPS signal, and it just, things did not work properly. The Poltergeist, man, I would not fuck with that shit. The next film I'm going to talk about is my, my personal favorites, The Exorcist. Um, it's actually one of the most profitable horror movies of all time. It basically, it says it's based on actual events loosely. So um, this woman, who she's actually an actress in the film, her daughter starts acting up. And um, shit is just going on. She's talking in tongues. So the the mother tries to seek medical help. And she goes to all these doctors and hits a dead end. She later contacts the priest, and the priest says, I have bad news. Your daughter's possessed by the devil, or at least a demon. So that is the premise of the film. Great movie. Anyway, so let's get into it. During The Exorcist, there was nine, nine deaths connected to the film, including um, Jack McGowan. He, um, he died days after completing a scene he he played the director in the movie dennings it's weird because he died in the movie as well and um he died days after that he died of the flu which is really sad and then the woman who plays father Karis's mother she's that older greek woman she died right after she completed her scene and it's weird because both of these characters die in the film and they, they died in real life. So Linda, Linda Blair's grandfather died, I think, the first month of filming. And Max von Sotos, he actually plays one of the priests in the movie. His brother died the first day of filming. Um, a security guard died and a special effects woman died 
just one week after the release of the film. Another creepy thing is Mercedes McBridge, who um, she she was a voice actress. She did the demon's voice for Linda Blair. You know, when she says, your mother sucks cocks in hell. You know what I'm talking about? You have to watch the film. Anyway, this is fucked up. She didn't pass away, but in 1987, her son murdered his wife and his two kids and then killed himself. Um, Ellen Burstyn, who plays the mother in the film, one of the main characters, she suffered a permanent spinal injury. Um, She was doing a stunt that went wrong where basically she's fighting with her daughter you know, the daughter's possessed and the, the daughter throws her and slaps her across the face and she's supposed to fall back. Well, she she falls back and the harness breaks that was supposed to break her fall and she uh, landed on her lower back, you know, that bone, I forgot what it's called, but she broke it and they actually used the scene, the real scene and you could hear her blood curdling scream in it. And they used it. She was actually really mad that they used it, but it was so authentic because she was in excruciating pain. I'm going to post it on my Instagram so you guys could see that scene. During the first month of filming, um, the home of the McNeils of the main characters caught on fire and it burnt down everything but the, the room where she's possessed in you know, where they do most of the filming. So it delayed filming by six weeks. And it just, it's creepy because nothing in her bedroom got touched. It's just, what are the odds of that? They actually asked um, a local priest to bless the, the set in DC because there was just too much stuff happening. And they think the fire was caused, they don't know for sure, but they think the fire was caused by um, a pigeon who landed in a breaker's box. What are the odds of that? So this is one of my favorite facts. Um, there is a serial killer named Paul Bateson who used to prey on gay men. He used to go to gay bars and he used to um, go home with them and kill them savagely. He used to, he murdered, I think he murdered over 20 gay men. He wasn't gay himself or, or was he? No, I don't think he was, but he would um, kill them. And um, actually Al Pacino... Uh, is in a movie based on the murderer. It's called um, Cruising, where Al Pacino plays a cop trying to find the killer um, in Cruising. And that's what it's based on. Danny, get to the point. Okay, I'll get to it. So in the movie The Exorcist, they film it in a medical center in NYU. And um, they asked the staff, like, hey, we need extras. And everyone's like, you know what, we're working today anyway. We could just, you know, be on set. So um, one of the I guess he's an x-ray tech or something like that. They used him and um, they realized years later that he was actually Paul Bates and the murderer. He killed 20 people at the time and he probably even killed people before or after the film. So it's just a weird coincidence that that happened. Okay, I just Googled it. He actually only killed six men, but he killed them in very, very graphic, bloody ways. So... It's, you know, it's fucked up either way. So the first screening of The Exorcist was actually screened in Rome, Italy, uh, located in between two churches. 
And the day of the screening, there was torrential downpour, rain, lightning, and it was just a really bad storm. And, um, well, <laughs> um, lightning hit a 400-year-old cross outside the church, and the cross fell onto the floor, like, from the, the top of it. So, I mean, that is <laughs> so creepy. So, I think, you know, what did we learn from this? Don't fuck with the supernatural so one of the last films i have on here is rosemary's baby it was filmed in new york city at the famous dakota apartment uh building in the upper west side um let's see so the plot is about this woman who gets pregnant she's a rich woman and she thinks her baby is a devil or like basically like the omen kind of thing so where do i begin so this is a really weird um, story, so stick with me. So it was directed by Roman Polanski, okay? Roman Polanski was married to Sharon Tate, okay? So Sharon Tate was murdered by Ch- Charlie Manson and his cult following in L.A., okay? They were, you know, stabbed to death, and she was pregnant. It was brutal, terrible, terrible thing. Him and his clan named that, attack the um, Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter was a Beatles song. Okay, I'm bringing it back. Uh, John Lennon later lived at the Dakota building where he was shot in front of. It's just a very weird thing of events, and it just kind of goes back to full circle. This is really creepy. Um, legally, I can't say this is, if this is true or not. Maybe I'm making this up. Maybe I heard it somewhere, but maybe it's not true. So that's what I legally have to say. So I worked for a production company. I'm not going to tell you the name of it because I don't want to get canceled. And um, <laughs> I worked for the production company and it was a, it's, it's one of the biggest production companies you can think of, first of all. And um, we would share security guards, you know, with different lots and blah, blah, blah. So I would talk to the security guards. I was like, oh, how's your weekend? You know, because they usually work on the weekends or, you know, it depends what days they have off, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, I worked. I go, oh, cool. What what are they filming there? He goes, they're filming this movie. I'm not going to tell you the name of it. Message me and I'll tell you. It's demonic. It's about demons, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, man, weird shit is happening there. I go, what do you mean? He goes, they had to hire a fucking priest to come in to bless the set. No. I've literally the chills thinking about that. I would not take the role. Maybe I would. Yeah, I would. So if you're listening, cast me. Bring it. Or I forgot some, but that was haunted movie sets and cursed movies. I hope you enjoyed it because all month is going to be that spooky shit. I think next week I'm going to do urban legends um, and talk about famous urban legends and whatnot. And then I think I'm going to talk about famous serial killers or probably murderers. So the whole month of October is that spooky shit because I love that spooky shit and I know you love that spooky shit. So that's what we're going to do. Um, Please follow Barely Bearable Podcast on Instagram. Go ahead and like, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give me five stars. Throw me a comment. Throw me a little bone. Um, 
Oh my God. I came up. Well, I didn't come up with it. My friend came up with a slogan. My friend Priscilla from high school. Um, I had posted a video of me sipping tea and um, I'm, and I said, oh, the tea is exceptionally good today. It's like a Wendy Williams quote. But she wrote, spill the tea, Big D. So I think that's going to be my a segment every week of me spilling the tea, Big D. So I love it. Priscilla, thank you. You're the best. Oh, my God. Really quick. This is one last thing before I leave. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So I talked to a couple of teachers from my high school that I, you know, I went to because I, I love them and I'm, you know, I like to keep in touch with them. Well, one of them was telling me, oh my God, I love the podcast. She listens to the podcast, which is, thank you so much for listening. But I'm like, oh my God, I talk about everything. You're going to think I'm crazy. So um, she goes, oh, I love the podcast. It's very funny. And I told all the teachers at the high school to listen to it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is all I need is for them to know how fucking insane I really am. I mean, I talk about everything on here. It's kind of like my diary. I'm having a lot of fun with it. But if you are a high school teacher of mine, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. And I hope you like your weekly dose of D. Big D, that is. Big D.